So once again, welcome everyone. Happy New Year. Really a delight to see you all this evening. And this evening, I want to begin with something that happened last week. It was uh, Tuesday night. My partner, Robin, and I were um, we were outside in this, really, this beautiful area, which is uh, kind of south of, of Winslow there. If you go out to Winslow, take a right, go south, and uh, beautiful area ba uh, back there. And I remember the evening, it was... Uh, well, of course, out there, it's such a quiet evening, the the quiet that comes with the natural world. And uh, the the sense of vast, vastness that comes from those parts of Arizona as well. And I remember we were uh, looking towards the east. And as we were looking towards the east, there, there she was. There was the rising of the full moon. And it was uh, really, it was uh, so striking seeing that moon on such a beautiful evening. And I remember it just filling my heart with awe and, and reverence. You know, there's something about seeing the moon in such a way and in, in such a place. And maybe you can relate to that, just that experience, especially here in Northern Arizona, how we can have these beautiful experiences. And this reminded me of this value that I have. Like I, I love to be outside for long stretches of time, just to be inspired by the waxing and waning of the moon. I, it feels like when I'm outside all the time, I'm more in contact with that whole rhythm. And one of the ways I'm inspired by it is that it it, it for me it reminds me that and other. Uh, rhythms of nature, uh, it, it reminds me of the rhythm of this practice, Dharma practice. Because Dharma practice too feels like it, it waxes and wanes in this particular way. In Dharma practice, it does. It waxes and wanes in all kinds of ways, like the moon waxes and wanes. And then in light of that, my role in relationship to this rhythm is really simple. All I'm doing is just beginning again. I respond and engage with this rhythm through this simple practice of beginning again. And of course, this fits pretty well with tonight, <laughs> this first day of this new year to begin again. <laughs> And that's what I'd like to do is just to take some time to offer you some reflections on framing practice from this perspective of this feeling sense of beginning again, especially with this rhythm of waxing and waning. And as I said, practice, it waxes and wanes. Have you, have you noticed this? Just in meditation, maybe this is what happened this evening even when we were meditating together. There might be those few moments of fully being presence, a full presence with either a sound or the feeling of the breath. And then that wanes. Do you know how it can wane? <laughs> and then the mind is lost. It's lost in thought. The mind's distracted. And then it is really simple, isn't it? You just begin again. In a lot of meditation, that's all I'm doing. I'm just beginning again and again and again. 
It's not only on this small scale though, and I really want to emphasize this. Have you noticed it on the larger scale? All right, your interests and commitment to maybe meditation or the spiritual path, it surges. You're notice that it waxes like the moon, waxing in the full, uh, into its fullness. And at that time, maybe you have a regular meditation practice, maybe you're reading books, you're listening to talks, you're joining this community or other communities, and it feels alive, it feels full. And then if you noticed at other times, it can wane, it peters out. Other things take the place of meditation. <laughs> Social media, the news, your to-do list, sleeping, coffee, whatever it is. <laughs> and what I like to remember, oh, my role as a practitioner is really simple in the waxing and waning, is just to begin again. And in particular, to engage in the activities, let's say in this larger scale, and reflections that allow my interest and commitment to surge, to wax. So I'm playing a role in this natural rhythm. And so the, the, the foremost point I, I, I want to make tonight is that this is the natural rhythm of this practice in this path in so many different dimensions. And the reason I want to make this point is because there can be this idea that the unfolding of this path is going to be like some kind of straightforward linear path. For example, you get interested in meditation, interested in kindness, compassion, and wise speech. And it just kind of like continues to increase and deepen and like go in a like straight way. <laughs> but it doesn't. I don't know a single practitioner who have, who's had that experience. I mean, if you have, please let me know. Email me or let me know tonight. <laughs> I'm so curious about that. Because what I hear again and again is that it waxes and wanes. It twists and turns really like the road some road that we're on to get home, maybe to our true home. And it's true, that road can twist and turn in a way that at times it feels like, oh, wow, it feels like I'm going in the opposite direction. But it's just one of the twists and turns that happen happens in a, in a road. And I get confused when I think it's a straight road, when I don't see that there's a waxing, a waning, a twisting, and a turning that's happening. And I, just to be honest about it, I, I, I do want to say that it, it can feel discouraging and challenging and difficult when things are waning, when the road has curved in the opposite direction. It's tough. It's tough to come back, even in meditation, just to come back, to be here. The poet Marie Howe speaks to this. She's, she's speaking in a different context. She's talking about prayer, but I feel like it, it connects with meditation and the, the bigger scope, scope of this, this path and this practice. And that's the title of this poem. It's entitled Prayer. She begins, Every day I want to speak with you, 
And every day, something more important calls for my attention. The drugstore, the beauty products, the luggage I need to buy for the trip. Even now, I can hardly sit here among the falling piles of paper and clothing, the garbage trucks outside already screeching and banging. The mystics say you are as close as my own breath. Yet why do I flee from you? My days and nights pour through me like complaints and become a story I forgot to tell. Help me. Even as I write these words, I'm planning to rise from the chair as soon as I finish this sentence. What I love about this poem is it feels like such an accurate, at least at times, an accurate description of what it can feel like. I really want to do this. And yet there's some part of me that really doesn't. It's like everything else is calling me other than what's most valuable to me. At the other things intrude, whether it be, as she says, the falling piles of paper, the clothing, the garbage trucks outside screeching and banging. And oftentimes, uh, the reason I wanted to share with this poem also is because often when this happens, a practitioner can, can have the feeling of, oh, I must be doing something wrong here. Have you ever noticed this? Right? Something goes a different direction. It's like, oh, I must be doing something wrong. And maybe that frame has its place. I don't know. <laughs> hasn't always helped for me in terms of really moving forward at uh, most of the time. Maybe sometimes it's been helpful. But for the most part, I haven't found it so helpful and I haven't found it really so insightful about rhythms, about rhythms of my life, rhythms of spiritual practice and what it means to be on a path. I find it more helpful, really, this frame. This is why I was uh, so excited about seeing the moon because the sense of waxing and waning came back to me. Because then when there's a waning, it just means that there's this rhythm to it that I need to get used to. And then to be clear about my role, I just need to learn how to respond to this rhythm skillfully by beginning again. And to really keep it that simple. You know, as long as I'm willing to begin again, I'm moving into this natural rhythm that trends in an onward leading direction. My mind gets lost in thought, I begin again. I get lost in fear or frustration during the day. Can I just begin again? Can I begin again with compassion, with kindness, with mindfulness? Even if I begin again just for one moment, and then the, the road turns again, and then I can begin again. And what complicates this whole rhythm in my mind is when I forget that this is the rhythm, waxing and waning. When I forget that, I complicate it for myself. 
Like there's a, a story in these uh, these early texts of Buddhism where there's this interchange between this practitioner, uh, uh, Mahanama, and the Buddha. And Mahanama, it's like, it sounds like he's kind of confessing to the Buddha. He says, you know, uh, Venerable One, it's like I, when I'm walking around this big city, Kapalavatu, it's a crowded and busy, busy city. And what happens is when I'm confronted by an elephant who has been untethered and is now running around through the streets, or there's that horse that somebody forgot to tie up who's doing the same thing, running through the streets, or there's a chariot or cart that is uncontrollably careening down the street. It's in these times, I forget all about this path and practice. And the Buddha responds to him kind of something in the spirit of, dude, don't worry about it, really. <laughs> it's gonna happen, you're gonna forget life is challenging. The worries, the anxieties, the horses, the elephants, the chariots, and the carts. <laughs> they're going to feel like they're pulling you away from what's most important to you. This is what's going to happen. And so what I need to remember is this long arc that I'm proposing, coming and going waxing and waning. And can you notice maybe you're like Mahanama where you forget and then you feel like it's all over. What are the elephants, the horses, the carts and chariots in your life that make you forget? And I find it so relieving to have the practice that simple at times. I, I, I find it really helpful to have it that simple. It can feel so relieving, like just today. This weekend, our sewer line got uh, backed up over the weekend. And you know how that is. <laughs> and we did, even worse is we did the thing that's always worked. We. We get one of those um, rotor-rooter machines, you know, those um, kind of um, motorized uh, 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 drain snakes and uh, cleared out our line and it didn't work this time. <laughs> the situation is so much more complicated than that. So I was, as I was, as we were continuing with this issue today, I my mind can get so lost in trying to fix and it gets so tangled with frustration so quickly. And it was so great. Maybe it's because I knew I was going to be giving this talk. So that was really helpful too. <laughs> Phew, I'm so glad this was Monday. Just to remember to begin again. Oh, okay, wow. I can just pause and begin again, just to bring some mindfulness and compassion and kindness. Because sometimes that feels really different and uh, more effective than going down the road of like, oh, this is this old habitual habit. I need to do something about it. I need to fix it. I can't believe this is happening. I should be a better practitioner than this. There's something so wonderful and relieving about just beginning again. Oh, I can just feel, okay, this is frustrating. 
It was. It was relieving. Our sewage line is still not fixed, <laughs> but I'm not as lost in it. And really, that's really made all the difference, not to be as lost. And part of uh, what the Buddha was pointing out in the story with Mahanama is reminding them, listen, Mahanama, you're actually rooted in the Dhamma. You're rooted in this path and practice. And that's something that you can trust. All you need to do is begin again. And yeah, it's important to grow those roots because when those roots have been grown, waxing and waning are just okay for my heart. So it's not about stopping the waxing and waning, rather it's getting rooted in a path and practice. So what is it to get rooted in this path and practice, like in practical ways that can help with beginning again and again and again? And especially in the new year, I find it helpful. Uh, sometimes one of the things is a kind of reflection that I like to do is I start to reflect on what is value of value to me? And am I embodying those values in my life? And what that one way that I look at that is I begin to examine what am I actually spending my time doing, especially my free time doing? Because what I'm spending my free time doing is actually the values that I'm embodying, whether I like it or not. And sometimes it's kind of a wake-up call. Well, I'm doing something that actually I don't value. Well, can I reflect on that? Can I come back to what's most important to me and reflect upon how I'm utilizing my time to connect with what's valuable to me so that I'm spending my time, my free time at least, with what's of value? I think there can be the uh, interesting exploration that also ties into this around uh, how I'm spending money. Right? The money I might be spending over and above my basic needs or the basic needs of my family. Because that's also what I'm actually valuing in an embodied way. I might have a thought that I have different values, but what I'm spending money on is what I'm actually valuing. And it can be a really interesting wake-up call for myself. Oh, interesting. Okay, this is what my heart's really valuing, and this is what my intention or aspiration is. So what is that for you? Because then I can get rooted in a practice that I can begin again with again and again and again. And then another thing just around beginning again and support that I want to emphasize is community. For example, probably many of you saw the announcement we're going to have the ceremony on Wednesday evening, this uh, Rec Going for Refuge ceremony. And it's going to be both in person and, and online. And it, I, I think there's two facets to it. One, I think one of the best things for a ceremony is just to come together 
eat food and connect. So even if you don't like the ceremony, remember there's food afterwards, you can bring some food and connect. <laughs> and I actually really mean that too. Like there's something about connecting with others that might have similar values to you, just to have that chance to connect. And then to have the ceremony, which is about beginning again, you know, utilizing this teaching of the refuges that's, that we'll be going over to kind of reignite that flame of what's important for your heart. And to remember, ceremony is this, it's a, it's a way of externalizing an internal movement of the heart. And it will be a ceremony that we want to gear it to however you imagine your spiritual path. So it will be unique to you and will cross over probably with some of these values. So it's not like there's some like way that you need to understand it. will take some time for you to come to your own understanding of what's value, of value for you in this uh, new year. And just a reminder, you know, a lot of what we're trying to offer here through the Flagstaff Insight Meditation Community is just ways of connecting. And if it's not this group, it's important to find maybe another group or another person or friend. You know, spiritual friendship is, is uh, as the Buddha said, the most important external factor on this path is to have others to connect with. It's what carries this path and practice along. That's why we have these morning meditations or being able to meet with Dharma leaders. There's the, as I said, the six-week course uh, intro to uh, mindfulness that's going to be happening to reignite that, that connection with the practice. The study group on views. And then when there's these external supports, I need to have the internal support of being committed to the repetition of beginning again. I wish I could only have to begin again once, but it's really not that way. <laughs> like the sewer line is still not fixed. I might have to begin again tomorrow. We'll see how it goes <laughs> as far as that goes. And this is the uh, how the Buddha situates how practice happens. It's just, as he says, drop by drop, the water pot is filled. I'm just putting a pot of a, a drop of mindfulness, a, a, a drop of kindness, a drop of compassion, a drop of wise speech, a drop of patience. That's all it is. And I'll be honest with you, this takes to engage in this drop by drop, since it's just drop by drop, patience and determination and passion to be able to begin again and again and again through all the ups and downs of life. It's not easy. And there's an image that that uh, comes to my mind. This happens, actually this happened in 2022. I was uh, on a flight to Massachusetts uh, uh, where I was going to help teach the second part of this three month retreat that I teach with a group of teachers every year. And for the most part, um, for some reason, movies are usually pretty difficult for me. So I usually don't do the movie thing, but here I am, you know, I'm in my seat. Now, if you notice in the plane, you can see always what other people are watching, which I always find interesting mm -hmm. as I'm sitting here. And I remember looking uh, to my right 
And in front of me, somebody, someone was watching this movie. And, and later I found out the movie was about this skateboarder, Tony Hawk, who I didn't know anything about before this, supposedly a very famous skateboarder. And the first few minutes of this movie, just the image was so striking of the way the movie began. It's a movie about him. And uh, he's skateboarding. He's the only one skateboarding on this um, skateboard ramp. So it's just this huge ramp that's kind of like a half pipe. But on the sides of the half pipe, those walls are vertical. So he climbs up these stairs. He's on his skateboard. And then he goes down and he's trying to do this one trick to spin around two and a half times. It's a trick that he had committed himself. It took him about, it took him 10 years to get down this one trick. So it's this image of him going up the stairs, being at the top of this huge pipe, this huge vertical ramp, I think they call it. And he skates down, he gets momentum up, he tries it and crashes. He gets a skateboard, he goes up the stairs, he tries it again and crashes. He goes up the stairs and tries it again and crashes. He's just beginning again and again and again. And it struck me that this is what he did for 10 years just to land this one trick. He was committed to beginning again. Right? That takes passion, that takes patience that takes determination. This path and practice too, that's what's needed. And yes, the path of skateboarding is going a little bit different direction than this. So I want to be like, <laughs> I don't know if he's like the uh, ideal uh, embodiment of emotional intelligence, but I'm, I just want to say that this path is a little bit different than that. But hopefully you're hearing, like, it does take deep trust and confidence in this path to be able to begin again. I need to have the trust in this. And the Buddha talks, speaks about this, you know, one image is drop by drop, is the water pot filled. The other image that he gives is planting seeds. I'm just planting seeds that are onward leading, another frame, whatever it is, mindfulness, patience, kindness, generosity. And I have no idea when those seeds will sprout, but I don't need to know. As a practitioner, my job is just to plant the seeds. And I need to keep on beginning again with planting those seeds, the seeds that are onward leading, and not to worry when they're gonna sprout. And I do find that when I have this clarity around my role as a practitioner to plant seeds and to do it again and again and again. The waxing and waning, the ups and downs, they don't overwhelm my heart because I'm clear about my role. It's just to engage in the path in that way and the willingness to be in again. To begin again by putting the drops in the water jug to plant the seeds. 
So maybe this is one way to frame your path and your practice for this new year, just to begin again. To begin again, really for the benefit of all beings. Thank you, thank you for your attention. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.